Welcome to For the Love of Pod, a podcast about faith, community, and learning from one another about how we find meaning. I'm your host, Erin Phelps, a Master's of Divinity student at Louisville Seminary. This podcast started as a project for my worship community and pedagogy class. It is designed to be a fun, open way to hear about folks in their past and current faith life. Most importantly, each of my guests will teach me about something that's important and meaningful to them. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to For the Love of Pod. As my intro said, I am your host, Erin, and it's been an actual few days since we had an episode. I was I was churning these out a bunch, but now we have uh, another episode with a lovely friend of mine from my grad school cohort, Jay, um, who is here to tell us about her faith. So Jay, welcome. Will you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and um... I'm just grateful to uh, be a part of such a a wonderful uh, project. So thank you for the invite and um, I'm excited to be here. So yes, I am um, uh, not only your friend, but also uh, one of your classmates in the cohort. And so um, outside of being a seminarian, um, uh, being a full-time student, I'm um, a homemaker and a caretaker for um, my father-in-law um, is uh, terminally ill um, and also I am a fitness trainer so nice little mix right there all together but that's pretty much uh, what I do so. yes I'm always uh, impressed when your fitness background comes up because um, <laughs> I'll be honest that is very different from my own position um, and I am glad that uh, zoom seminary is weird but I'm really glad that it's uh, it seems to have given you the flexibility to be that full-time caretaker oh, yeah. that you need to be. Um, oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, quite interesting um, before seminary started. And I'm still wondering, like, God, how am I going to put my two worlds together? So, like, the fitness background and then, you know, of course, I'm in seminary now. So, forgive me if I talk about fitness in awkward places, but you know, sometimes I just find a reference and I have to share it. <laughs> that's great. That's exactly, this is a place for all of us to learn a bit. So, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Jay, for that little snapshot. And I um, now am getting on to the beloved segment of Podcast Consent Corner. So uh, since this is for our school project, this is just a way to be fully open that everyone is uh, here and and aware of what we're getting into. So, Jay, if you are here of your own free will, you have been informed ahead of time of the content of this project. And you know you are free to refuse to discuss something at any time. Will you please say, I consent? I consent. Thank you, Jay. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, So now we're going to do something that you're familiar with from our class, which is think fast. Um, So this is something that was introduced. It's a fun way to just kind of get our brains going, get chatting. So I have two or three questions. Um, I actually am going to be working on finding because I have a list of some of them elsewhere. But I actually, so I told you I don't know much about fitness, Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew that you knew about fitness. And so um, forgive me if this is only something that I've learned from like sports team TV shows. But my first question (laughs) is, if you have to pick 
Is it arm day or leg day? Leg day. Leg, leg day. day. Yes. Yes. Leg day. Uh, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. So uh, leg days <laughs> are always a lot worse and a lot more taxing than arm day. And you get more out of it. So I'm all about that. So, so yes, leg day. That's really good because I feel like in in my pop culture landscape, everyone <laughs> talks about skipping leg day. Is that a real thing? Or is yes. That... I mean, who wants to go and get beat down in a gym like and barely be able to walk, let alone sit down in a chair in a car or on the toilet? <laughs> you won't be able to because you're so sore. So it's um it's it's quite popular to skip over that day in the gym and just focus on everything else that, you know perhaps would catch someone's eye I guess if you're you're going for pop culture so yes it's true people skip out on that day yes it's painful but it's it's worth it it's worth it well that's awesome uh it's it's nice to know that you're the person out there who advocates as a trainer like leg day (laughs) is good for us it's good (laughs) right I mean I, I get cursed at all the time by my clients you know whenever we're doing leg exercises because they know it's on the other side of it um, but they they're they're grateful deep down inside. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna advocate for strength over overlooks for sure. Well, I am very glad to hear that. Um, well, that was already exciting, and and got to bring in a little bit of your personality and expertise that I can only guess at. Um, although I'll be honest, I I went through a stage where I did a lot of those Payo classes, like oh, a lot of yoga fusions. Yeah, yeah. So I would have a a few of those where it would be also in my core, and then mm. also yeah, glutes. Where sometimes I'd be like, "Ow!" <laughs> so right. I can respect. I understand why, but oh, I'm glad right. you're. Yeah, You're well, reminding us of the discipline. You know, I appreciate that question because, yeah, it was nice to talk about, you know, both of my loves and my passion um, at one time. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. Um, well, uh, the next couple are just sort of goofy in comparison. So okay. <laughs> uh, this is just, yeah. So one of them is if you had to always have shirts that were either two sizes too big or one size too small. What would you choose? <laughs> this is all That's your shirts. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with two sizes too big because I really, I really, Lord help me when I get into like my upper ages because I'm already dressing for comfort, right? Like I don't like things that are too tight on me. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. Like I know I've put on a few COVID pounds, but you know, a snug shirt never makes me feel good. <laughs> So I'm going to go yeah. with loose and comfortable. Give me the 2X or two sizes too big. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to say the same. Um, mainly because when I've worn a too small shirt, it's not just about the tightness on the body, but that like, I feel like it rides up to yeah. where I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> I would rather have something I could shrink into. Um, so right, right. I'm, I'm with you for the baggy shirts. <laughs> right. Um, and then the, the last one is a fun, like, uh, would you rather for being treated to something? So would you rather have a lifetime unlimited gift card for um, your favorite coffee shop? So basically like unlimited coffee shop stuff for life mm-hmm. or a lifetime subscription to Netflix? Netflix all day, for sure. I can make my own coffee at home. 
questions. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, especially with COVID, like I, I relied heavily on um, coffee shops, but, you know, because of the pandemic, um, I've learned to be my own barista and to really get good at it. So, um, you know, I got to go with Netflix. I need to be entertained. So, yeah, definitely. I respect that. I feel bad because way back when I was in college, my like the Netflix still comes out of my mom's account. So <laughs> technically, I'm already living that dream. But they get, you know, my parents get to use my Hulu. So it's kind right. of a tra- like, right, let's right. Just call it unlimited streaming. And under those constraints, yes, I right. would, I would also say Netflix, <laughs> I can, I can enjoy coffee treats other times. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for thinking fast. Um, yeah, I, I always like to mix up. I'm glad we got to get personal and then deeply silly and <laughs> hypothetical. So yeah, I appreciate um, it. now we get into the um, sort of heart of the theme of the podcast, which is faith stuff. Right. So um, I'll kind of turn the floor over to you. Jay, would you give a snapshot for myself and for the listeners about your faith? Yeah, so I grew up Baptist, um, Black Baptist, I guess I should say. I'm not going to say Southern Baptist, but Black Baptist. Um, and um, um, uh, baptized um, in the Baptist church. Um, around the middle school age, um, my family um, started um, attending a non denominational church and that was okay I just kind of felt like it was neither here nor there just kind of in the middle for me and for my family as well and so um, once I became of age and went off to college well I didn't go off to college I mean I went to U of L so it was all like right here (laughs) but I left my parents house Um, I migrated um, back to the, the Baptist side so that's where I am and that's pretty much where I plan to be unless God pulls me in a different direction but uh, but yeah definitely yeah that's the tough thing I'm learning is sometimes God is tricky like that but it's <laughs> right. good to have a plan right right absolutely um and you mentioned kind of going back are you back in like the actual church space of your youth or is it just kind of a denominational similarity just a denominational similarity mom i i uh, i was born in um, virginia and so um mm-hmm. where i was baptized was in newport news virginia and so um it's more of just going back to my roots of the, the black baptist church um and so I'm not a member at that church um, in Virginia, but I have found a, uh, a church home here in, in Louisville. So. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to clarify because you mentioned, you know, like U of L, so I could I thought you were right. from uh, somewhere else, <laughs> but I couldn't remember <laughs> for sure. So right, right. Uh, good to have the geography and faith uh, story clarified. Yeah, thank you. Um, so. Yeah, now I have a sensory question or two for you. Okay. Uh, one is, what is a smell or a taste that reminds you of your faith tradition? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have both. Okay, so for the smell, I must say that I know I'm in a Baptist church when I smell like too strong aftershave and like peppermint. 
or like some type of mint or like very strong perfume from you know one of my you know congregation members um and the smell of mints everybody has mints in their purse or in their pocket or something like that so that's a smell um but also the taste of um the grape juice that they use for uh communion <laughs> um it, every time i taste like you know uh grape juice it just reminds me of being in my church so yeah that's wonderful. Um, I I love the idea too that it's just like yes, the mint, the aftershave, the perfume. Like people are ready this morning. I love that. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I was curious because uh, about how you were going to finish that sentence about knowing you're in a Baptist church because uh, I hang out with some progressive but mostly very white Baptists, and so I'll probably mention this when I talk uh, about my own stuff on the podcast. But to me, I was like, I wonder if the smell is the same. Your smell is much more like elevated. Really? Our, mine was like, yeah, yeah, which is great. Mine is like um, stale coffee, <laughs> like stale coffee smell. <laughs> like I walk in and it's the, just like, ah, yes, the kitchen and like two, like, very basic Folgers coffee ground smell uh, is like, ah, yeah, we're we're walking into church getting ready to go to the sanctuary so i'm jealous That's because awesome. it sounds like people are uh you know much uh fancy oh yeah they're gonna be and, dressed up and they're gonna smell good at least to them you know to them they smell good so yeah you gotta be strong <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes um so then another question too is can you tell me a little bit about covid um i know it's like uh, out of class yesterday, I was just like, it's always the elephant in the room, but it's very interesting to hear about. Um, so has COVID impacted anything about how you practice your faith or also how you're kind of aligning with your experience in your current tradition? Yeah. So um, I think prior to COVID, um, I um, was guilty of um, busying myself with church. Um, and not that I wasn't focusing on my faith, but um, I really was hyper-involved in church, 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 church. You always have to be there, you know. And um, once COVID happened, um, or started, so I say, and the pandemic hit, yeah. and, you know, the um, quarantine, all that was put in place, it really made me, it forced me to slow down and to um, not have, you know, 20 minutes to get ready and funny thing is that my wife and I, we live like five minutes away from the church. And yet I'm, it doesn't matter what day or how much I prepare, I'm always going to be like pushing it to the last minute, you know, to make sure we <laughs> rush out the door and speed down the street just to run over there and get a parking space and to fight to get in, not fight literally, but they, we, I, we attend a very large um, church um, with several thousand members. And so I, I'm wow. one of those people that have to sit in the front or else I'll get distracted. And so, um, mm. you know, we have to kind of hurry up and get there in order to secure a seat on a pew. And so it was like once COVID happened, I didn't have to go through all that. I didn't have to, you know, spend time getting my outfit together and making sure, you know, I had everything laid out and didn't have to travel, didn't have to do all that. I really could just focus on, um, you know, kind of like the basics of, of my faith and so 
it gave me an opportunity to spend more time with God, um, more quiet time, um, because you didn't have, you don't have the routine, I guess, um, with all the, uh, I guess, religious, uh, you know, traditions, I guess, you know, but, you know, now because of COVID, um, my church is streaming services um, twice a week. And, you know, if that time that I would normally attend service doesn't work for me because of whatever my schedule may be for the day, I don't feel guilty about being late virtually, you know, um, or you, you kind of have the opportunity to do it when it's convenient to you if you want to watch a streaming service or to go back and look at the replay, um, you know, and so I've enjoyed it. Um, I think that it will be quite a bit of a transition for me once things open back up because I've gotten so used to the style of uh, worshiping God um, and just taking mm -hmm. out the fluff, you know, and just getting, I'm like, God doesn't care what I'm wearing. You know, why am I so hung up on, you know, my <laughs> outfit? And God doesn't care which pew I sit on, you know, so all oh, that doesn't matter. I could be sitting at my desk and um, have, you know, some of the noise just taken out. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, at first, it was difficult. Like, I'll be honest with you, I was uh, just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What do you mean I can't go to church? What do you mean I can't be out in public? What do you mean I can't go to this meeting or that meeting and do this or do that? Um, it was tough to really just kind of program my mind um, into saying, okay, Jay, this is a new style. This is a new um, set of norms that you're going to have to adjust to um, for right now because of what's going on. But honestly, after a few months of that, I'm I'm all for it. Now, I, I do miss people. I do miss hugging. And, and you know, you, you feed off of each other in a congregation, I believe. And so, you know, that physical, being in the same physical space as others, um, I, I do miss that. However, I, I don't miss what comes with it, um, I guess. So hopefully I answered your question. I felt like I was rambling on. You did. <laughs> You really did. You brought up so many other things. So um, I have kind of some follow-up questions too. But first of all, I think you said so beautifully what I think lots of people of faith are experiencing yeah. is um, the idea of like, it's very strange to be put in a place where this community means so much to you and the style of worship means so much to you. And then to have it change so drastically and then also feel okay, if not sometimes better, is very weird, um, especially for folks like us who are, look, I don't know if it's changed at all, and you don't have to answer if it has, but I don't know if it's changed your sense of what imagining future ministry looks Absolutely. like, but for me, it's just sort of like, oh, this is kind of mind-blowing that we all started thinking we would be doing church like this. Right. And we are learning in real time that we can do church a totally different right. way. And what does that mean for our future calls and stuff like that? Absolutely. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, we may be like, literally, I was thinking that the other day and it's so funny that you brought that up, but I'm like, would I, you know, preach or minister to others virtually? Like instead of inside, you know, a sanctuary, like a physical space. You know, would I have to focus more on like the virtual platform and like, you know, um, having things on online, you know, for streaming or for whatever, it's like, you know, is this the new norm? Like, is this what it's going to look like? And you're just getting a taste of it. 
um, and, you know, basically we're training. I mean, we, we communicate with each other virtually every day, but it's like, is this going to um, exceed our three years or our first year, I guess, um, in seminary? So who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's nice because you said who knows, and it's like, you're right. We'll just see. We'll just see. Um, we will be ready as we can be. Um, one of the actual specific questions that occurred to me, though, uh, is that you mentioned, you described it, I thought, so beautifully of busying yourself with church. And I, uh, in my own little Baptist world, can super relate because I am assuming that... Um, a category of almost all or a characteristic of almost all Baptists is a deep love of communities, oh, yeah. right? Because it's a deeply democratic <laughs> tradition. Um, we always have a committee for any given thing. And so I'm assu- I, I was kind of making the assumption that that's the sort of busyness you were talking oh, yeah. about. Um, yeah. And so I'm really curious about, you know, that sort of like lay ministry life and has that continued in any way or have most of those other commitments to church been on hold because of the physical circumstance? Because of COVID, everything um, has been put on hold um, outside of the, mm-hmm. you know, the I'm not going to say basic worship, but the basic services of the church. So those um, mm-hmm. uh, other committees, um, you know, I know for my church, um, just trying a lot of the congregation um a nice portion should i say um live in poverty so um the church that i attend um it's in the poorest zip code of jefferson county so some of those members don't have access to wi-fi or access to a computer or to the internet Mm. so um being able to offer things online um, not all will be able to benefit from that so it's just Mm. kind of like trying to figure out how can you serve um, as many people as you can um, given the current circumstances and so I think my church probably never thought that they would have to go digital or go virtual or you know (laughs) any of that so you know it's almost like COVID kind of hit them you know, out of nowhere, and so they're trying to develop these virtual platforms. And so I think because of where the church started, and um, you know, without any warning, I guess um, some of the extra meetings and the extra committees and the extra um, areas have kind of been put on hold um, for right now, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are in a similar spot it's been sort of nice sometimes for budget where it's like well the hospitality (laughs) budget is way lower (laughs) you know things like that but it is it is so strange like you said and so um yeah having to figure out and I I I wanted to ask because I think all churches are in some degree in the same boat but also with different shades of what that looks like and so I'm really thankful for you just taking some time to answer that question and naming well what does that look like you know, when the busyness of church isn't just, well, we can't take our meetings online, but when the emphasis shifts so much, like you Mm -hmm. said, um, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And and also another thing um, is that because um, now, and because of COVID and because of technology and because you can stream services and you can 
broadcast, then now the reach is in the audience um, grows. And so um, where, mm-hmm. you know, we might've been focusing on one thing as a congregation, well, once it goes, um, you know, out there online or on television, you might have people that are in a different space with their um, faith. And so it's almost like you have to focus on, um, especially with everything going on. I mean, you have to focus on evangelizing, you know, and that's your main thing. And, um, you know, reaching out to as many people and ministering to as many people as you can. So um, I think that's kind of been the focus for right now. And, you know, just trying to survive, you know, it's kind of like who has time to think about some of those other things right now, you know, we're just trying to make it. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, this one question always brings up so much. So I don't want to eat up too much of the time for you to teach me. But yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Um, my family is in Cincinnati. And, and so uh, as is my husband's family. Mm-hmm. So it's been really funny because we've been able to share our church service with them oh, nice. or check in when they say like, oh, so and so developed <laughs> did a really great sermon at our church. And like, it's sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's weird because it's such a small, almost upper room style community mm-hmm. where it's just these small groupings. Right. And on the other hand, it's big <laughs> so, um, and shareable. Right. And, and right. yeah, that's... yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to stick around. I don't know. Just me personally, I think we're going to always, um, hopefully, anyways, I plan on it using um, this platform to, you know, do what I need to do and to do what God has called me to do. That's really cool. Um, yeah, well, so much else of what you said was interesting to me. And we can double back if we want to. The, the one little thing that's an aside that makes so much sense to me as someone who's only been in virtual learning with you is when you talked about um, fighting, not literally, <laughs> to get a space <laughs> in the right spot. Um, because you experience so much better without the distractions, oh, yeah. you know, when you're in the front, oh, yeah. something about that really, I was like, oh, of course, like, it's weird because I only see you in a learning oh, environment yeah. where we're all in our little Zoom boxes, <laughs> but something about that, I was like, that makes sense to me that Jay seems like that style of learner. So it makes sense that that style of really in in the before time. Yeah, it's so strange, <laughs> right? Like, there, I don't know what I have to go on. But I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you're so, I think it's just a general sense of focus that you always bring. Oh, to I see. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I get not you. Not like a distractibility, but like a it, the flip side, like a focus is really important to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to stay focused. And um, I, I get so distracted. I'm looking all around. And of course, you know, like I said, I go to a Black Baptist church, so um, my my people, we, we have our own sense of time, so, you know, the sermon could be, you know, almost over, and somebody's walking in, you know, uh, late for church, and so I, I can't look at all that. I get so distracted, and then my mind wanders, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for brunch, or, you know, where we're going to go after church is over and how long the wait is going to be, you know, and if we can call ahead for reservations and all that. So, um, you know, just crazy stuff. So I have to stay focused. And I was like that in college too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I guess it's, it's translated over to next phase. So <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty, 
that's pretty great. I also respect um, brunch plans are important, but <laughs> now we can actually move on to the other really big segment, which is what I call podcast pedagogy mm-hmm. too. Um, I've so enjoyed talking with you about general church stuff and kind of the flexibility of where we are right now. Um, but this is also a time where you get to teach me something. So um, it can be anything generally meaningful to you or about your faith life. So I give the floor over to you to share a little bit with me and with any listeners yeah, out there. For sure. So um, not like it's a lesson or anything. It's more of just an idea um, that I think is very important to me um, when it comes to my faith. Um, and that is um, in the midst of oppression, you find hope um, and you find empowerment and strength. Um, in, in Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, as for example, um, you know, with uh, things coming up here recently, current events, you know, such as um, the killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, you know, it's like you can't avoid discussing those things. You know, that especially in the Black community, um, we are experiencing so much trauma. So, too act as though we have to ignore that part um, on Sunday morning, you know, um, that's, that's kind of the opposite of what my faith believes in. And so it's like you have to acknowledge where you are, acknowledge the pain, and then how do we circle back and, and um, lift ourselves and walk out of the service um, uplifted instead of carrying such a heavy load, you know. So the main thing is to um, really acknowledge I think and this goes back to a conversation that we had um, this week in class um, about um, perhaps um, you know um, viewing the bible or interpreting um, some of the stories um, from the marginalized point of view and I think that before we can even do that in a church we have to even acknowledge that oppression is going on right now um, current you know like in 2020 and so I think that the main thing is to really, you know, just talk about it and acknowledge the hurt and to, you know, tell people that you see them and this is what you're feeling. And it's okay to feel certain things. It's okay to be angry. But how can we go out into our community and be better than we were when we walked in? And so, um, you know, just always... And also, you know, I think I was joking in class, it's probably been a, been a couple of months, but I'm like, you know, unless the, the, the preacher takes me to Calvary, you know, unless he ends with, you know, Jesus rising on the third day, it's like, did you even preach? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Black folks, you know, as soon as you start preaching about, you know, Jesus, it's like, you're already going to get an amen out of most, most people uh, anyway, but it's like, you find such hope, such strength, and, and, and power um, in that. And so that's really, really important. So um, I think that hopefully it's not just within my own faith tradition, and I hope that other denominations and traditions are doing the same thing. But like I said, it's just acknowledging where people are and acknowledging the oppression and what's going on, and then just figure out how to, to fight through it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, I uh, I have really appreciated as some of these things, um, like you said, everything that's been going on this year 
have come up in class. Um, we were all like just getting to know each other as a cohort a bit when the Brianna Taylor decision um, was, you know, came out and there was so mm-hmm. much pain. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so we were kind of figuring out how to be there. But I have so appreciated that through all of that in our class settings, you have been such a voice of clarity and um, and that that hopefulness, like yeah. you said. Um, and so I think it's really meaningful to have that. And also, um, I, there were, I was taking notes. So also if auditorily there are, um, like keyboard clicks, I'm sorry, this is a, a really rough Okay. Um, but it was so, it really struck me because I was trying to get down some of your main ideas that one thing that you said so clearly and a word that came up more than once Mm -hmm. is acknowledge right you have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. things um and i love that as a a word that is so central to what you've just shared and taught that it's about the acknowledgement of pain the acknowledgement of what's going on now that it's not just about you know christ and oppression Mm -hmm. in the past but the acknowledgement of how it relates to now um, what our professor who uh, we taught, whose class you referenced yesterday would call yes, the world in front yes. of the text, right? That <laughs> right, where we are right, now. Right, right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's important. It's quite important. Um, I think, and unfortunately, I don't know um, if everyone is comfortable with, you know, addressing the world in front. I think we're so focused on the world behind or the world within, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, which also for any listeners who aren't in seminary, let's be honest, almost everyone who is listening is part of our cohort, but friends, family, anyone else who drops in on this, um, which I just mentioned too, is the world behind the text being like the history and context and the world within being like, what do these words say? Um, but that world in front is what, what has happened since and what is happening now. Um, and I can tell you're a person who's really drawn to making those connections, which is why I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so I would say also, um, especially in what you tacked on um, in our conversation just now about that acknowledgement too is, um, I don't want to put words in, in your mouth, but what I hear coming out from what you've shared is, um, that acknowledgement piece being so important and and you did say like i don't know how (laughs) how everyone is willing to acknowledge right um so maybe if we have a takeaway that's one of the top things that if that is something that is a difficulty or you don't know how to make those connections Mm -hmm. to really sit with it um because uh jay you just shared some really important ideas about connecting spirituality also mm-hmm. to ongoing trauma. Um, is there anything else you want to share on that before we no, kind of wrap I, up? No, I think that, well, one other thing is that, you know, we, we have a job to do. Um, you know, we, we um, need to be honest and to really um, understand and I'll use it one more time, acknowledge what's going on. And um, as uh, people of faith, you know, we need to uh, figure out how we can make a change and how we can uh, address the situation, but we can't just sit on the sidelines. So, 
So yeah, that's about the that's about it. That's I'll, I'll get off my little soapbox about, <laughs> about acknowledgement. Hey, I handed you the soapbox, and you've got it as well, much as you want. <laughs> but yeah, that that's something I would love for people to take away from this conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you so much um, because I know that it's just uh, an incredibly important but also vulnerable thing um, to to be in. So I really appreciate that. Um, And I really hope that any listeners out there are motivated to hear, listen back again to what Jay uh, shared with us, because I think that there are some incredible um, personal and spiritual truths to unpack there. So um, thank you again. And now we'll just kind of work on wrapping up with our benediction. So um. Yeah. Uh, so generally speaking, uh, I try to just wish good things for the guest. It's the sort of go forth moment. And so, um, Jay, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder if this is something you thought of. And if so, I'll think of another, another thing. But um, because of what's come out of our conversation, I guess something it's not all like touchy feely and fun, like take a nap. But um, I want I wish for any listeners out there to uh, do the good work of sitting in that acknowledgement when something wrong on that societal level is happening and to really sit there, connect it to whatever your spiritual center is and then figure out what comes next and what you do. So that's what I wish. Um, And uh, Jay, do you have anything you wish for the guests as well? Along with acknowledging and figuring out how to do the work um, as we lead into this um, holiday season or continue, I guess, this holiday season. I hope that um, you all take the time to rest and to rejuvenate and to recharge. Um, this is going to be a particularly difficult Christmas and New Year's um, for so many people um, because of the pandemic, because of the death um, and just the, the tragedy of it all. And of course, people um, already have a difficult time um, with holidays. So just take time to take care of yourselves before you even consider taking care of your family. Just just do what you need to do. So that's what I hope for you all that are listening. Just take care of yourselves along with doing the good work. So tie them together. (laughs) Yes. it's always a balance right but if we don't have those moments of rest or joy we don't get those moments of raising voices and hard work so i appreciate you balancing that too that's really having me um yes thanks so much again jay i'm really happy you could be here as my second cohort member on this podcast um and that'll be it for today's episode oh no were you gonna say something else i'm excited i'm excited to be here Yes. Yes. I'm excited to share. Well, uh, thanks so much. Take care, all you listeners out there. And there will probably just be one more episode of this podcast before I turn it in. So in the meantime, have a great day. Thank you for listening to For the Love of Pod. I appreciate everyone who tunes in as I teach myself how to podcast, and I am so grateful for the guests who teach me. Have a nice day!